time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rocking M app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome back inside the Morning Blitz on 1025 UROC AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. It's Friday, February the 23rd, 34 degrees to start your day, a high of 56. Although, I don't know if you've seen the temperatures for this weekend, but 70 degrees possibly hitting here on Saturday and Sunday. Although, I did see today, Christian, there is possibly a chance of some winter weather returning middle of next week so like i said i I've, I've i've been listening to some podcasts and some guys are like i put my snowblower away i'm done you know it's it where it's over i haven't done that yet i'm keeping it just just enough ready because i still think we're gonna see some snow here before it's all said and done now to be fair the winter weather returning at least as far as colby is concerned and of course it could be different over in goodland um for for us the winter weather is one day on Wednesday where it's a high of 39 and everything else is a high of 60s or above. So I'm not that worried. Short-lived. <laughs> Short-lived. But it'll be. How's everybody doing today? Hope everyone's having a great start to the day. The text line is open as it always is. Hit us up. 785-899-2222. The number to be part of the Morning Blitz. Get your thoughts, your comments, your opinions. Uh, where you're listening from, we don't care. Let us know here on this Friday morning of the Morning Blitz. We got a show ahead that's going to feature our good friend Connor Nickel from S3, also K Preps. What are he's doing this weekend? Is he going to be at state wrestling? Is he going to be covering some substate basketball? It's Great a he's, he's got a lot of things he covers, and so we'll see where he's at uh, getting going to this weekend. So Connor Nickel, good friend, going to join us on the program coming up here in about twenty to twenty-five minutes from now. The Chiefs made another stellar off-season move uh, yesterday. We'll get to that. Uh, the news continues to swirl around this EA Sports NCAA college football game, and they've come to conclusions on what they're going to pay the athletes to have their likeness on it. And I have a question for the listeners and for Christian on that as we get to that segment a little bit later on. We'll look ahead to this weekend in college basketball, uh, give our thoughts on that. Uh, but let's start off with the local sports side. We'll get to sub-state basketball here in just a little bit, but... State wrestling day one of three consecutive days wrapped up last night. And uh, from the looks of things, it looked like it went pretty darn smoothly. Eight mats yeah. rolling right through. Looked like they were done in, you know, semi decent time. Remember, they started at, you know, nine o'clock central or, yeah, started at nine o'clock central time and rolled all the way pretty much until nine o'clock central time again. 12 straight hours of wrestling. But uh, looked like it was a pretty, no surprise ran pretty darn well and pretty darn smoothly and got through the first couple of rounds. Um, And it's going to be a very busy second day for a majority of our area wrestlers. I went through and did the math. 
So yesterday we said there were a total of 41 or 42 wrestlers that made it. One wrestler I don't I think got sick and was unable to wrestle. So I think I don't I think that's the case because there was nothing written about this particular wrestler. But so of the 41 that actually got on the mat yesterday of the 25 boys and the 17 girls, uh, all 24 boys and 14 of the 17 girls will wrestle again today, meaning that you did not go to and barbecue, meaning that you picked up at least one win. Wait, maybe you lost in the first round, but you won in the first round of the consolation semifinal or the consolation uh, wrestlebacks or you won or you lost the first round or you won the first round, but then you lost in the second round on the championship side of the bracket. So you are still alive going into day two. I would say when you've got 38 out of your 41, so only three wrestlers, really three that wrestled yesterday that did not go 0-2. I mean, that is highly impressive, highly impressive, I would say overall. I completely agree, and we are going to have to take a moment either now or later to review two and barbecue. You've never heard that before? No. Never? I guess I'm going to have to Man, I thought, jot it down geez. into the memory Texters, am I, am I once again off base here? I feel like every time I bring something up and Christian says <laughs> what, I'm crazy. What, with the short pants? Yeah, short pants. I've, been, I've heard it called that before, and uh, not that I call it short pants. I call them shorts. Uh but the two and barbecue, I don't know, that's something that I've heard a lot with the NCAA tournament. You know, you go two and barbecue and you're huh. done. Um, so. Not saying it's bad. I like it. Hit us up on the text line, 785 uh, But I want to run through these wrestles real quickly. I want to start with the boys or the girls first. What do you want to start with? Uh, well, they started when they wrestled with the boys. So yeah, we'll do it like that. They did start with follow, the 4A boys. Colby had seven wrestlers go. None of them are eliminated. Three of them are sitting on in the champ. So if you go two and zero, you're in the championship semifinals. Three yeah. of them sit yeah. there: uh, Ryder Dempe Wolf, Caden McCarty, Tucker Wark. As expected, they were your regional champs of that weight class. They sit there in the championship semifinals. So there are two matches away, two victory matches away from capturing a state championship, and they've guaranteed a spot on the podium. That's the thing: if you get to two and zero. At state, you've pretty much, you've put yourself on the podium for sure. So in some form or fashion. So they've earned a podium spot. Uh, Simon Salcedo, Eric Schrader, Dawson, Good Cam Lilly all went one and one. All won a match, lost a match yesterday, but none were eliminated. Uh, Decatur Community, Reed Fort went one and one. Lucas Zodro went two and zero. Oh, so he's put himself on the uh, on the podium, Garrett Emig is the one wrestler that did not have anything. Uh, so I'm guessing he's the one that maybe got sick, possibly, or for whatever reason, maybe didn't make weight. I'm not for sure. He did not wrestle uh, yesterday. Oakley's two wrestlers still alive: Carter Cryer two and zero, and Ivan Urock at one and one. So those guys are still alive. St. Francis is Shane Todd two and zero. Tate Quinters Tate Blackwell two and zero. They've earned a spot on the podium. Rollins County's Ryan Schrammick and Gus Hansen both went one and one. They will have to wrestle their way back to make the podium if they want to. And you had Hoxie. Of their nine wrestlers that they took to state, only one of them did not put themselves in the championship semifinals. Only one oh of them. Oh, my goodness. Gunner Went, Cash Litz, Ian Giancola, Kate Chase Meyer, Carson Oaks, Duncan Bell, Sam Watkins, Gavin Shippers all went 2-0. The lone man out, unfortunately, was Easton Nicholson at 165. He went 1-1 one one yesterday. 
Other than that, everybody for Hoxie is in a championship semifinal. And because of that, they are 18 points ahead of Norton in the team standings right now. So looking like they're going to catch themselves another state championship there in Hoxie, as long as things just don't absolutely implode in the semifinals and finals, which I don't see that happening. So it looks like they're going to catch themselves another state title there in Hoxie. And I don't know how many of this is in a row. I don't know if it's like, I know it's at least three and maybe even more than that. It's been, it's hard to keep track <laughs> how good they've been over the last few years. You think years. Easton feels a little bad, the, the man left out? I'm sure. He's one I'm and sure one it in stinks. the state tournament. I'm sure it stinks. Uh, and it's probably like, ah, oh, <laughs> all the guys who went to it are the only one. I'm sure. Actually, I bet it does sting quite a bit. Um, I bet it does. Uh, Colby, by the way, uh, they're sitting in fourth place, I believe, fourth or fifth place in their team standings. I think that's where it is. Uh, they are, though, ahead of Scott City, who is the team that beat them in the regionals, but Colby's sitting mm-hmm. ahead of them in the team standings right now, uh, sitting there in fourth place. Uh, but like I said, I think it'll be hard for them to tap capture a a state championship. Maybe they can position their way into a third-place spot. Possibly. We'll see. I mean, Going to need a little bit of work. Mike told us it's it really is how those podium finishers finish you know where they do and yep. it, it sounds obvious but those upper rounds are worth so many points uh but basically yeah they'll need all four uh Dempa wolf mccarty work and schroeder all basically to get at least into that championship uh in their respective weight classes to have a shot at it regardless to be in fourth right now very impressive not to say that they only sent seven but with seven and with Four guys, 2-0, and oh, to be up that high. Very impressive. Very much so. Uh, on the ladies' side, Colby had four girls. Ashton Sharp, Cora DeGood, and Morgan Hills all went 1-1. One one. Amanda Yeager, defending champ at 130, did go 2-0. Oh. She's in the championship semifinals. Although a big tip of the cap to Cora DeGood at 110. Her first round matchup, she faced off against the defending state champ, 112-2. So a very big upset Ooh. win in the first round for Cord Good, and so she is one, but lost in the next round. But still, a pretty nice win to start things off. She's one in one yeah. uh, there for Colby. But uh, Goodland's Destiny Gonzalez looked dominant in her first two matches. She I think won by technical fall and then won pretty easily in her second match. So she's she's in the championship semifinals at 140 pounds once again. Always kind of been the bridesmaid, never been the bride. Hopefully, she's able to finish it out here this year. Uh, if she can pick up two more wins and capture herself the top spot on the podium at 140. Uh, Decatur Communities, Kyra Sowers, our first one that we've got to, unfortunately, that went 0-2. She did not win a single match yesterday. She is done. Oakley had a phenomenal showing. Remember, they took five five ladies to state. Three of them were regional champs. And of the five, four of them are in the championship semifinals. Kylie Hodges, Callie Wagner, Davia Kane, Brooke Smith. They are all in the championship semifinals, Abigail Jackson still alive at 130 with one and at a one and one record. Here's the thing: Oakley sits atop of the team standings in the four through one A girls right now. They are sitting at the top. They are the first place team right now. So, and I try to think by how much they're ahead of Chanute, who's the second place team. I wrote this down. Where did I put that? Do 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 do. Oh man, here we go. Ten points ahead of Chanute. There we go. Ten points ahead of Chanute. Right now for for Oakley, so we'll see if they can finish that out. They really got off to a great start yesterday. St. Francis's Cheyenne Labarge went one and one. Madison Sigfrey went zero and two. She is done. Rollins County's Maggie Holly and Javier Brand went one and one, but Jay Dottie went zero and two. And Hoxie's Josie Bell went one and one, so she remains alive. So 
A lot of success for Oakley and a few other ladies, including Amanda Yeager and Destiny Gonzalez of Colby and Goodland, respectively. And uh, we'll see where it all shakes out moving forward here today because uh, today's another very busy day. Starting at 9 o'clock, they'll get rolling with Consolation second round, followed by Championship Semifinals just after lunch, and then the Consolation quarterfinals in the evening around 5.15 Central Times when they'll get those all going um, for what is day number two of three consecutive days of wrestling they're at the uh, Tony Pizza's Event Center in Salina. So It really go. is crazy how much wrestling they're packing into all these days. And uh, the Oakley girls, of course, very impressive to be 10 points up. Obviously, 44 uh, is the points, point count they have right now. Uh, so you're 10 points of 44 up uh, to put that in perspective. It's a lot. Yeah, very impressive uh, first day. I would say, once again... The, the big stat that stands out to me, once again, of the 44, sorry, the 41 wrestlers that competed yesterday, only three of them are done. So, I mean, that's that's impressive to have 38 wrestlers still standing with a chance to wrestle their way back through the, you know, the consolation bracket or get another win, put themselves in the championship and hopefully another win to stand on top of the podium. We'll see how it all goes today. We'll know more by tonight on who's going to be wrestling for state championships, who will be wrestling for third and fifth place, all that stuff going forward. Uh, moving along here, it was also postseason basketball. Got going yesterday uh, around our listening region with the 1A D1 and 1A D2 uh, substates getting underway on the boys' side. Uh, results from that yesterday, Decatur Community, the four seed, took down the five seed Stockton, 72-25. to and Rollins County defeated St. Francis 54-23 in the 3-6 matchup to move into the semifinals. So your Class 1A D1 Oberlin Substate will have Quinter and Decatur Community in one semifinal on Thursday of next week, and then Nest City and Rollins County in the other semifinal next week. Quinter and Nest City, by the way, got buys, so they didn't have to play anybody in that first round. Uh, as for the Class 1A Division Two, uh, they're from... Well, it was it's the one hosted by Golden Plains Rexford. Uh, Northern Valley, of course, got the first round by. You've got Golden Plains beating Thunder Ridge 63-62. Talk about a close one. That was close. A big win there for Golden Plains over Thunder Ridge. Unlike one of the other I, games. I don't know. That's I tell you the truth. That's uh, That's got to be one of the first postseason wins for Golden Plains boys in some time. So I, I can see why they were mm. pretty excited about that. Uh, yeah, there was a blowout with Logan Palco and Natoma. Luckily, Natoma didn't have to travel very far for that game. 84-10 to 10 was the final score there. Logan Palco, which is a top-10 ranked team, uh, moving up uh, moving up into the semifinals. And then Bird City Shylin with a 63-32 win over Wheatland Grinnell last night to put themselves in the semifinals. And so Thursday of next week at the Event Center in Colby, you'll have Northern Valley Golden Plains in one semifinal and then a really good one, Logan Palco Shylin in the other semifinal. Uh, that'll be the early game, Logan Palco Shylin. That'll be the one you want to be there for. That'll be a good one. That'll be a really Absolutely. good one. Absolutely. Unlike the D1, uh, 1A D1, that is, uh, area bracket where it's basically just Quinter and nobody else, those are going to be a ton of fun semis. Yeah, for anyone in the area, next Thursday, they're 7.30 and 6 o'clock uh, Central on Thursday and those are going to be some, especially the Logan Palco and the Shylin one. 
I mean, certainly something to watch. No, no doubt about it. Girls take the court to dat, or should say tonight. Uh, the girls 1-8-D-2 Golden Plains Substate will feature these first-round matchups. Logan Palco hosting Shylin and Palco in the 4-5. Thunder Ridge hosts Natoma in the 2-7. And Golden Plains hosts Northern Valley in the 3-6. That's the girls 1-8-D-2 Golden Plains Substate. And then you've got in the girls 1-8-D-1 at Oberlin, you've got the 4-seed Decatur Community hosting Ness City and Stockton playing host to St. Francis. Those are your first-round matchups today on the ladies' side. And they will have, then of course, they'll have to wait a whole week, pretty much, almost a whole week. Yeah, they will have to wait a whole week before they play their next games in the semifinals and the finals. But that's the way it rolls. So there you go. Postseason basketball underway. We already know a few teams' uh, seasons that are done. Um, rapid things. I want to do go through that real quickly. So um, Thunder Ridge ends their season at 3-15. and 15. Natoma ends their season at 1-18. and 18. Wheeling Grinnell ends their season at 3-18 and 18 as well. And then in the 1AD1 side of things, uh, Stockton ends their year at 1-18. St. Francis ends their season at 1-20. Those are the final records of those teams that are officially done with their basketball seasons uh, here on February the 23rd. So there you go. <laughs> Moving on to, so, you have any more thoughts? What? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, a weird just, look. Uh, no, we we talked about it enough yesterday. Just the the outweighed substates. I mean, but 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 here's one the one th- in eighteens. Okay, but quick this. side note on that: it's not going to change the fact that those the 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 one in whatever teams are still going to be in the postseason. Yeah, so they're we'll, instead going to play. They'll, well, they'll still be there, but, but they're still probably they're going to instead they're going to play the number one overall seed in the whole side of the state. You know, they'll be playing. Whoever that is, <laughs> you know the twenty and O team, because you know that's the you know you're the worst record. You'll play the best record more than likely. So that's the way it's going to be. Uh, let's move on here to some college bass before we get to break and bring on Connor Nickel. It is a busy weekend of college hoops again. Uh, the local K State and KU teams will be uh, at home this weekend. Allen Fieldhouse will host the ninth ranked Jayhawks and the Texas Longhorns. And Max Acemus, everybody remembers him. He played at uh, Oral Robertson, was really, really good. Uh, don't see any early lines out on this yet. Apparently, it's too early for that. I don't know what the point spread will be. But right now, KU 73% in the matchup predictor on ESPN to win this game. I would be very I would be once again stunned. I would be once again stunned if Kansas falls this loses this game. First and foremost, they're at home where they get at least a 10-point edge. And Texas... I really do feel like this is nothing against Coach Terry, but you know, last year Texas lost their head coach. Um, why can't I think of his name? Who was Scott Beard, Chris Beard, who was there, had that those things happen off the court, got let go. Well, and so his assistant Rodney Terry took over. Look, Rodney Terry led them to the tournament last year; they were fine. I would not be surprised if we don't see Rodney Terry there probably in the next couple of years. Um, He'll probably make it. I just, no offense to Ronnie Terry. I just, Texas is 17 and 9 is probably not good enough for Texas. Probably not good enough for Texas. But we'll see. We will see. Kansas and Texas uh, on the docket. That, by the way, is at 5 Central, 4 Mountain Time. Uh, you can listen to it on Flower Country 97.9. And then Kansas State at home, taking on 25th ranked BYU. Uh, the Cougars are a favorite on the road, uh, which is mm-hmm. interesting to see. I know Jerome Tang has been pleading with the fans to please come. We need the place packed. We need it loud. Please. He has been. I, 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 he really hasn't pleading with the fans. He knows. Here's the thing. Jerome Tang knows that their back is squarely and firmly against the wall. Mm. If they're going to make the tournament, they're going to have to get hot. And as he said, hey, 
Why not it be us? And that's fine. You can think that. But your back is squarely against the wall, and you're gonna need you. You got to start winning starting tonight, or sorry, tomorrow against uh, against BYU at what is one o'clock Central noon Mountain Time on one hundred point mm-hmm. through the ride. You got to start winning now if you're going to get back in the tournament hunt. This is a must-win game, particularly because you're at home, and because BYU, while they've been good this year is a beatable team for the Cats, and and you need this one. I know we've said that a couple times this year, but it is now to the point where it is almost literally losing your, your donezo. They've been talking now, a lot of experts in the bracket world have been saying the Big 12 is going to get 10 teams. I, I don't think, I'm not going to buy 10. I will buy 9. It feels large. I yeah. will buy 9. And so if you want to count down in your standings right now, just based upon standings, you know, if you're Kansas State, you're in the 11 spot. So you need to win some games here down the stretch to put your even in a, even the conversation, I think. Because I don't think they're even in really the conversation as we sit here right now. Now, a win on Saturday will put them back in the conversation. Um, but we'll see. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a humongous weekend for Kansas State. For, te- for, for KU, it's about, you know, trying to put yourself back in position to possibly, you know, Chase down Houston and tie for the Big Twelve regular yeah. season thing. Yeah, that's what it's about for them. For and Kansas you, you State, make sure you. that you put your your right foot forward uh, heading into the postseason, which is always big for teams that we've discussed have been really good, but don't quite have that edge. If you know what I mean, nope. you know Kansas has been on the lower echelon of the upper echelon teams. Nope, you are right. And honestly, the, it's, there's still a lot, quite a bit of season left. I mean, the, the last regular season games are like on March the 10th. March the 10th are the last ones. So, you know, state basketball here in Kansas will be over when that's all done. So it, we still got a ways to go before we get to the end of the regular season. There's time to make up some ground, but you got to start doing it now, especially if you're Kansas State. Some other games this weekend, you've got Colorado hosting Utah, 22nd-ranked Colorado State at UNLV, Nebraska will host Minnesota Sunday. That's a huge game for both of those teams, trying to get uh, Minnesota trying to get into the tournament talk and Nebraska trying to hold on to their spot into the tournament right now if it ended today. All right, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we have got to visit with Connor Nickel, our good friend from S3 and also K-Preps, talking wrestling and also high school basketball as postseason play has begun, and we'll get into full swing next week. We'll visit with him next. During the break, though, if you want to win from the Kansas Lottery, we have got tickets to give away. If you want to text in the word BLITZ to 785-899-2222, text in the word BLITZ to 899-2222, you can be a winner from the Kansas Lottery Today, we've got tickets to give away. We'll talk to Connor Nickel next.